Ladies and gentlemen, I said from Jump Street that that was going to be a part two talking about 2020. Well, the way that part one ended, my brother Cat was in the middle of a story. That being said, take off, fam. Yeah, but um, what I was, what I left off on was saying after we got evicted. After, by the way, we still had some hope. We still had hope that you know we would keep that apartment. Cause I remember not even really sweating it too much. I was like, yeah, once they do the sweep, if they don't find anything, we'll be cool. And we cleaned uh, the apartment, had it smelling good, and hid everything perfectly. So I was like, yeah, they'll just do the sweep. They'll come say they don't find anything. And they'll say, like, don't do it again. We'll get a slap on the wrist. Maybe. But then I forgot we black. So, of course, we didn't even get a sweep that they promised. We just got an eviction letter. Hell yeah. And I swore that I built the best relationship with the landlord. And this was also a bad omen (laughs) to how 2020 was going to go. Uh, like this was just in, I think, late late January when we got evicted, so um, it was the beginning of the year. Yeah, like, I swore that this year was going to suck. I swore that because at the end of the day, I just, I laugh about it now, but, dude, I was angry. Now, to all the non-smokers, you're not going to get what I am going to say. But for anybody that smoke, you're going to get what I say. I was chewing the tips that you put in joints. I couldn't even smoke any damn more enjoyable. Like right after the eviction. Because the thing that pissed me off so much. It was not just that the apartment was clean. I paid different people to clean that apartment. I paid Kristen $20. I paid Candy $20. I paid, uh, it was Lola. I gave her $20. 60 fucking dollars I was out of because I thought they were going to do the sweep. They never did the sweep. I, I was chewing. Like I say, the non-smokers not going to get it. But my nerves were shot. Every fucking like joint that was rolled, I was chewing the fuck out the tips. I was mad. I couldn't even get high. I could have sworn that um, Cat Williams said that weed has a drug in it known as fuck it. Well, that is if you actually smoke. I was so pissed off. I would just have the joints in my mouth just like sitting down. I didn't know where the hell I was going to go. Because I remember... That, like right during that part where they were going to do the sweep and when we thought they were going to do the sweep yeah. and we was cleaning up and everything we were like I I think we did smoke like a little bit of something but every time we did we made sure to spray we made sure like 
y'all give me the Rellos, give me the Astro, like hide everything. Like we still Hell make sure to be yeah. careful. But like you said, it was hard to even enjoy it knowing that that was coming up. Yeah. And if we did get that sweep and we did pass and we got to stay, a part of me is happy we didn't stay because if we did stay, oh, they were going to be watching us even closer. Yeah. Because they was cracking down even harder before we got evicted. I remember um, Kristen and uh, her brother and even her daughter. They all told me, man, um, it's something at the end of the street. It's like, um, I don't know if it's a cop car or what. Like, they was cracking down that much harder. And the thing that still pisses me off, there was a white man. I will never forget. This white man knocked on my damn door. Asked me how much to mow the lawn. I don't have that much. I don't. I This man said he'll do it for 25. I don't have 25. I'll do it for 20. I don't have 20. I'll do it for 15. I looked in my wallet. Dog, all I have is 10. That will work. So that motherfucker can still stay. But you kick the man in a wheelchair out? Fuck you, Chickasaw Houghton. It's crazy because everything leading up to that moment, I, I, I looked at as, again, in January alone, we got a victim and Kobe Bryant died. I think those were two omens of what this year was going to be. And this was all before COVID was even heard of yet. Yeah. So, when we finally got this house, we were so lucky <laughs> that our cat, we thought we lost him. Yeah. We thought, um, like, that the people who were... Your cousins and people who was helping us move came into the apartment and scared him out of the apartment. And, like, he got lost. So, when we moved here, I had came to the realization, yeah, man, I think he gone. Because I remember dropping that key off. I passed by the apartment one more time and walked around the back to, like, still see if I can find him. And when I walked around the back, I saw a gang of cats run and I saw one cat stop and look back at me, but then kept running. I actually thought that was him, but I was like, well, he kept running from me. I guess he going to hang out with them cats for uh, the rest of his life or whatever. So I guess that's what he wants to do. I thought looking back at me was his way of saying, yeah, goodbye. I'm staying here. So I left, came back in to the house where you were. And uh, I think we were smoking as a way of celebrating. I laid down on the couch. Now, what the viewers don't know is the couch is cut up towards the top and the cat can fit in there. And actually, I actually thought he did go in the couch. So me and your cousin, we flipped the couch over, flipped it on his head, flipped it upside down, uh, looked in it with a flashlight, saw and heard nothing. So we pretty much just threw the couch in the back of the U-Haul, brought it here. And I was laying down as we were smoking and all of a sudden, I heard scratching sounds, which scared the hell out of me. I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> and then, all of a sudden, I saw a black paw reach out, but then it went back in. I was like, I looked at you like, dude, he's in the couch. You was like, what? 
And I was like, TJ, you know, who's our cat? Ew. I was like, he is in the couch. Like, of course, he was scared and shaken up because he was in the couch as we shook it up. And now he's in this new environment when he comes back out. So, of course, he was nervous. But that's where he was the entire time. That, again, to me, was proof that it was meant to be for us to get up, get up out of there. Get up out of the apartment to get a house. So, I, again, looked at it as a curse and horrible uh, beginning for a year. And, I, again, highest of highs at times, but then lowest of lows. So, when we finally got this, and I was again on the highest of highs, that's when the rest of 2020 happened. Hell, yeah. And, like, at the end of the day, the eviction... I try my best to completely forget about that. But Lord knows I hated that whole process because like I uh, just made mention, I thought me and the landlord had a nice relationship. I constantly called up there that way. They would fix shit, by the way, but I would constantly call up there and I remember talking to Shay. She would tell me about her boyfriend. She would tell me about when she's traveling again. Her boyfriend who's in Chicago, by the way. Yeah. I I remember all that shit. And just for her all of that wasted time, once I got evicted, man, Shay, I didn't think that y'all was uh, gonna do this. You broke the rules. Bitch. That personal shit went out the window. Hell yeah! All that shit went out the window quick like. Because I know, like, y'all talk so much that, you know, she used to call you Roosevelt. Yeah. And like you said, y'all used to talk about a lot of stuff, but as soon as you broke the rules and you came with a sad voice of, man, I didn't think it was going to go through like this. I bet she was, hell well, Mr. Myers. Hell yeah. You weren't Roosevelt no more. Hell no. (laughs) I was every bit of Mr. Myers occupant. <laughs> Cause Lord have mercy. I hated that the way her voice got. Now, another lawsuit that we had, by the way, didn't she push us moving back two days because she had to go somewhere concerning her boyfriend? Yep. Anyway, the whole thing was crazy. So, and the thing is, the reason why I went back into the story to talk about um us being smokers is, y'all probably thinking to yourselves, why didn't y'all just tell your mothers and everybody that y'all are getting evicted? Well, to this day, our parents don't know that we smoke, nor do I feel like they ever need to know. Hell no. If they if they happen to find out at this point, I'd be like, it is what it is, but I'm still not going to outright tell them. Hell no. So that- the only way we could explain us getting evicted to them was to say we got evicted for smoking. Hell yeah, because uh, Lord knows that my mom knows me. I hate how well she knows me. The reason I say that my mom constantly calls me when the climax is hidden of any, you know, blunt. 
And the thing is, you know, this batch has been hitting. I love the Bible. I'm going to reiterate. I love the Bible. But you do not want to talk to a woman that is in her fucking 60s about the Bible when you're high as fuck. There was a lot of times where my mom would be talking to me. She could have asked a question. I'm high. Yes, ma'am. There ain't no damn answer to the question. She asked, well, she asked, um, what 144,000 mean? What the hell yes, ma'am mean? That ain't no damn answer. She asked what John 3.16 said out the Bible. Yes, ma'am, not no answer. She want words. But she always call when the climax hidden. Don't know how, though. God, I don't know how. That's the thing. and Even though I feel like my mom semi-knows that I do, yeah, um, she'll never mention it, and, nor, and neither will I. I got you. But, um, because I remember one thing my mom used to say, um, when I used to live under her roof was, once you move out, you can do whatever you want. So, I was, I moved out. As long as I'm not doing it under her roof, then there's pretty much nothing that she can do. But, um, still don't want to outright tell her that that's what's going on. So, that is the reason why, in case y'all are wondering, that's another thing that made it hard for us to get this house was we never told them that we got evicted. To this day, our moms believe we just decided to move. Yeah. They didn't know that we were getting evicted. My sister had no idea that if she didn't sign those papers that day, we're going to be homeless. Yeah, she thought that if she didn't sign the papers that day, we'd still be in that apartment. She had no idea. So that's why I'm trying to stress to people <laughs> how... How much of a miracle? This is the first time personally in my life a proof of a miracle happening Yeah, was the fact that we have this house. I still look at this house and its walls and everything that's in it and still go, we almost didn't have this. To, to be honest, we weren't supposed to have this if things went the way they were supposed to go. Yes, because like I say, you know, that was just something personal that happened for us. But I'm so happy that at least we're able to look back and laugh on that. Yeah, now. Everything else that happened in 2020 fucking pisses me off. Even my brother. I, once again, I love that nigga to death. But there's a lot of times when Theodore will call me. Yeah, man, you need anything? You need a fucking signature. But <clears throat> not, nah, man, I'm good. <laughs> I'm just saying I hated that yeah, Cause I know you said earlier That you try your best to Try to forget about that eviction I can't Because one thing I noticed about 2020 This year If you're a young adult or a teenager Or I even unfortunately think if you're a kid You were forced To grow up 
this year, whether you wanted to or not. Yes, Lord. You were forced to accept things that you didn't want to accept. You were forced to do things that you didn't want to do. You were, um, you know, just uh, just forced to grow up this year. And that incident, to me, uh, of us getting evicted is what was my moment, even though I was uh, I was 27 at the time. So still a young adult. Adult, but still a young one. But that was when I was forced to grow up because I had to do stuff I never had to do before. I've never rented a U-Haul. I never drove a U-Haul. Like, I had to learn how to do these things. I, I never set up meetings with realtors before. I never uh, checked my credit, really. I never uh, did all these things that I had to do uh, that we had to get this place. I've, I've never done them before. So um, I, I was forced to grow up. You were forced to, forced to grow up. And even though your mom helped and my sister helped, we still had to do a lot of stuff on our own. Exactly. They will never know truly what all we had to do. Because to my mother, $1,000 was $1,000. She, she didn't give a shit. To your sister, hold on. I was saying that way my little brother can get a house. But to us, we need it. We were like, you know them uh, scenes of cartoons when they be uh, biting their nails and sweating everywhere? <laughs> like, that's what we were basically doing behind the scenes. Like you said, they were just, oh, $1,000 for a place to move. Or, and my sister, you know, papers to sign for a place to move that they're just deciding to do. Yeah. But behind the scenes, we were being forced out of the apartment and were scared, shitless, and depressed. I was thinking of excuses of, what am I going to tell my mom? Because I'm going to have to go to her doorstep with all my stuff and be like, hey, I'm back because we don't live in the apartment anymore. We got kicked out. Like I, I had to think of like what I was going to have to tell her, and I had no idea what was good enough to explain what happened. Of course, my mom would have took me in. Like, she wouldn't go, well, you, you're getting kicked out. She would have took me in, but yeah. As a grown man, you don't want to wall back to your mom that after was fucking the, up. That was the number one reason I didn't want to move back. Because, granted, you say that you and your mom have a good relationship. Me and my mom are close because she wants us to be close. All of the shit that I have seen my mother do, say or whatever, I hate that woman. But... At the end of the day, she's still my mama. I still love that woman. I hated thinking of going back to that door and mama, um, and I move back. And then you would have had to do so without your dad. Oh, there you go. And then keep in mind. By the way, that's the bum that lives next to my damn mama. Roosevelt, I'm finna cry again. <laughs> I know y'all listeners don't get that joke, but... <laughs> like, y'all don't understand. Just imagine being grown and out on your own and having your own freedom and finally having some responsibility. And to fuck it up out of all things behind weed... And your parents, both our parents, hate drugs. 
God. And Imagine having to go back home because of it. Yes. You never hear the but, end of that. Because my mom constantly says different things about my cousin, her nephew, you know, uh, smoking uh, weed. And this. Of course, somebody calls while we um doing the podcast. I know y'all hear the phone uh, ringing. I ain't answering. I ain't answering. We'll wait for it to uh, stop. The only thing about this phone ringing uh, for Messenger is that it rings quite a long time, as y'all can hear. Yeah. And the reason why I sadly can't send the person to voicemail... Is because she gonna have a funky behind attitude whenever I call her back. Why? Why you couldn't answer when I called you? What was you doing? Still going, ladies and gentlemen. Um, still going. <laughs> Are you able to turn like the volume down that way? Um, hopefully, like if she calls back, like um, they won't be able to hear. Or? Matter of fact, I'm gonna try it. Let me see. Please, 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 please. Thank God. Okay. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. This particular uh, topic about, you know, the way 2020 has gone. Uh, like I keep saying, people, they just. See what I mean? She's calling like back right, right now. So hopefully y'all can still hear us and hopefully y'all can't hear that phone ringing. Um, I'm not sure if that's the case or not, but uh, we'll have to see. Yeah, once, uh, uh, now uh, that it's on silent, they're not going to be able to hear it. Okay. But I just got to say, God, this year has been a motherfucker because uh, like you said, you know, this was the year where like we had to grow up. And like you just said, you know, the eviction, neither one of our parents you know, are weed smokers like weed. My mom hates weed. And like the reason she hates weed so much, her little brother, who I'm named after, mind you, used to sell it. I don't want to sell it. I just want to fucking smoke to ease my nerves. But marijuana has been very villainized to anyone that, you know, believes in God. But yeah, I was sure going to say in religion, uh, for some weird reason. Though the Bible does not mention weed whatsoever. It does mention being drunk, but um, that's okay. But it doesn't mention weed whatsoever, just a random plant. But apparently that's evil. Well, religious folks... I'll say what I was skipping the beat. They got too much goddamn time on their hands. Because the reason I say they got too much time on their hands, I'll just uh, use the Jehovah's Witness religion for an example. Now, I grew up as a Jehovah's Witness, so what I'm about to say is the religion. If you get married... 
and divorced if either side of the party has not committed adultery or died, you're still married in Jehovah's eyes. So if you want to get away from her, cheat on her. That 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 really sounds logical. But check this out. If you cheat on her, you're gonna be disfellowship. Well, my other choice is to kill her. That because I'm not killing myself. Hell yeah! So you're lucky I chose to cheat. Cause there was see we put we should be talking about 2020, but I feel like talking. There was a story that Dad told me that happened to some people in the religion. Does Dad know the people? No. But Dad was told this story. Is that number three? Is that fucking... But Dad um, was told this story. There were some people, like two couples... That believed in wife swapping when they went on vacation. A man was vacationing from the islands that these married people was vacationing on. Well, he came to the States. He called the people by the names that... They uh, told the man to call him when they first met him. Well, they, that man did that in the States, and the brothers found out about what the married people were doing. They got disfellowshipped. Because Jehovah does not believe in wife swapping. I don't know Jehovah personally. I'm not about to blaspheme what I'm about to say. From the way it sounds, the people were happy. I I can't stand it. Sounds weird, but if you meet a couple that allows you to wife swap and you cool with wife swapping, if you personally don't have a problem with your wife doing it because she's a consensual adult. Where does, you know, these other people come off with disciplining that man, that woman for doing that? Have you not seen the internet? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Like, the reason I say that is because, okay, one thing that I am, and I emphasize this to any female that I fuck with, I am a very level one BDSM lover. With that being said, what if the married couple was into that? Like, they were extreme, though. Because 
It's videos of BDSM on the internet that will make you fucking vomit. So, what if the married couple was into that shit? I, I mean, that's worse. But, I mean, you're not married to the person. You don't know what they life is like. Because you're going to be pissed the fuck off if you stop doing no like little wipe swapping thing. Damn, man. I could have sworn my girl was supposed to be home a couple of hours ago. Somebody at the door. Who that? Hey, man. Jessica coming with me. Who the fuck are you? Man, I'm, I'm who giving Jessica that pleasure that your ass for getting to give. Of course. Like I say, the religion is too deep for me. That's why Terrence Howard is not a damn Jehovah's Witness. He has very openly said that Jehovah's Witnesses is like too much um, that they believe in. It's too much. I don't blame them. Yeah, especially when I heard you talk about the whole chaperoning thing. Uh, what, what courtship? When I, when I heard about that, that's when I was like, "Wow!" Like y'all act like the religion is not only your life but your job as well. I couldn't do it because, like I uh, say, all the women that knows me knows I'm a touch. It would suck. Going out on a date with a woman I'm feeling. And every man knows what I'm about to say real. When a woman want to look good, they going to look good. I'm talking about more cleavage is shown. That ass that they got, they got that right pair of pants to show just how curvy it is. I want to touch that chest. But a chaperone. Oh, did you? No, no, you can't do that. That's not your wife. What? You, you have, you're not married yet. Man. Ooh. That, that's, that's a fight. You can't tell me you wouldn't fight a chaperone. Uh, I I respect the religion, but like I say, when a woman wants to look good, a woman looks good. Now, granted, a woman, you know, wears a little sexy perfume and shit. Man, don't give a fuck about no perfume. A man give a fuck about how she looking. So if something is revealing. You know, showing that I want to touch. You got a lot of balls to grab my fucking wrist when I'm trying to grab ass. I don't want to be thinking about... Then another grown man. Even worse, grown woman. What are you doing? What the fuck? Um... 
I, um, I, I was about to touch. You know, Jehovah really frowns on that. What? You're, you're not married yet. God, I couldn't be no... Um, I couldn't be on a date with a chaperone. I couldn't be a chaperone. Because I don't give a damn who you are. You can't tell me if, like, you really feeling the other person that want to rub and touch some, and then somebody just cock block you. You can't tell me you don't want to fight. There is no discussion. It's going to be blows. It ain't going to be no damn discussion. But... Like I say, uh, 2020, damn it, 2020, I'm trying to stay on the subject, but man, good Lord. Hey, it's been a crazy year. Like I said, people have just been forced to change, uh, forced to accept things that, like I said, a lot of us don't want to accept. A lot of us find hard to believe, but this year has shown us anything, it's that America as a whole, and the whole world, but America in itself especially, we, we, we got to do better than what we've done. That's why hopefully I just cannot wait for January 20th, because I don't care what anybody thinks, whether you support Trump or you don't. If you think he's not responsible for 2020, I just, I don't know what to tell you because if this year happened under anybody else, oh, y'all would say they are responsible. Very much so. Because I am sick and tired of people saying that Trump is a good businessman, but I'm sick and tired of religious people saying that this happened because this is Satan's world. Well, when you give the world to Satan, that's when it became his world. I could have sworn God gave men the world. We're the ones who turn it over to Satan. There you go. But people ain't going to see that. They're going to continue to blame God and wonder, oh, why the world's so fucked up? Mm. Maybe it's because we, as humans, fucked it all up. And you got a man in office who fucked the country up. And continues to fuck it up. Because the fact that we are still as... uh, uh New Year's comes to a close and 2021 gets closer. We still haven't gotten the second stimulus. There you go. So, uh, that won't be happening in 2020. Uh, that's why I can't wait for once um, Biden and Harris get in the seats. I pray that things get better. I'm not saying they're going to snap their fingers and the world's just going to be better. But... We, we got to start somewhere, and getting rid of Trump, to me, is the best way to uh, end 2020 and uh, welcome a new year is to, with a new presidency, new leadership, because uh, I, I tell people like this all the time, look at the world, look at America the way it is this year, and tell me what Joe Biden can do to make it worse. I'll do you one even better. The thing that I have started saying if this happened in 2012, 
Could you believe it? That's that's all I gotta say. And that's my conspiracy talk. But still, everybody swore the world was going in in 2012. Cat Williams um, talked about how there is special arcs that have been built. And you can look it up. There is special like ships that have been built. Now, I'd question, you know, who they was built for. But at the end of the day, 2020, God, murder. That's what the hell this year should be called. Fuck 2020, murder. Like I said, 2021, even though I'm scared to say it, but like I said, with a new regime, I feel like it can't, at least can't be worse. If it, it may be just as bad as 2020, but it can't be worse than 2020 because... That's why I said, again, tell me what Joe Biden can do to make this country worse than what it is now. It's in the worst shape it's probably ever been. What can he do to make it worse? Slaughter a bunch of people? Because above that, I don't see what else he can do. There you go. Unless he's just going to do that or uh, make everybody slaves or something, which Trump tried to do, but... Yeah. What what what, what can Biden do to make it worse? We're already in a horrible recession. We're already oh well, I shouldn't even call it recession. I could should call it depression. Yeah. We're already uh uh got uh COVID. The vaccines have come to some people, which is uh, good news. But uh, we still are very much dealing with it. I just gotta say. Donald Trump fucked this year up. Like like you just said, how can Biden make uh, 2021 worse? He's been condoning racism and letting people get away with it and all these racist groups that's under him. I mean, let's not act like we don't see that. Let's not act like we don't see the KKK, Confederate, uh, QAnon, Proud Boys, Boogaloo Boys, Good Old Boys, Them Boys, Your Boys, My Boys, Them Boys. And all the boys in the world under him, like I uh, tell me how he's uh, such a good president when all these hate groups are under him. Black Lives Matter is the one group against them, and all of a sudden we're the hate group. Why? Because we don't like the president. Because we don't kiss his ass when we're sitting here saying, "Uh, hey." Let's stop killing innocent black people and then acting like it's not a big deal and letting cops get away with it on tape. We've seen it happen. There you go. Let's just change that. And all of a sudden, oh, we're a hate group. We're hateful all because we don't like police brutality. Meanwhile, again, all these other plainly racist, uh, proudly racist groups under Trump, and uh, they're not hate groups, apparently. Huh. They're the good people. They're the good guys. Y'all got that 1945 mentality where the good guys were a bunch of rapists and kidnappers and uh, beating motherfuckers up for no good reason and stealing and stealing from children. and But they was the good guys in the, the movies. Make America Great Again. That movie is the evidence of what apparently was great about America. Because, yeah. oh, um, I was just about to say, because... That movie, it was a bad guy who they tried 
to turn good. Like I say, that movie my dad loved. I did not notice so much until like you was pointing it out. Dude, I didn't. Like, I'm so serious. But make America great again. That must be the time that uh, Trump wanted to go back to. And if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, what what is the name of that movie? Frontier Gal. Frontier Gal. I challenge anybody listening to this podcast, if you've never seen that movie, look it up on YouTube, watch it all the way through, and then tell me that the quote-unquote hero isn't a villain. But you got to understand... The uh, quote-unquote hero who started fights and bars and who kidnapped his daughter to live with him after being away in jail for six years, mind you. Remember, that man was buddy-buddy with the police. He also raped a woman twice. Sexually assaulted her quite a few times. Then made her the bad woman when she didn't want to give her daughter back to this guy. Well, not even back to him. He never even met the girl. He said he don't like her. He called her a helper. The six-year-old daughter, by the way. Yeah. And once the woman got a gun after the quote-unquote hero to shoot for her child. Let me say it again. To shoot. For her child, I can't think of any mother that wouldn't shoot a nigga or anybody. If they just randomly out of nowhere, she's coming with me and don't anyone try to stop me. The damn police stop you. Wait a minute. That's what Big Ben said. Swear to God, that's the guy's name. A character of a movie from 1945 is Big Ben. So, the story of that movie is a man coming to town looking for who killed his partner. He saw a woman who owns her own business. Now, this man's already engaged to another woman, but he saw this woman who owns her own business, the saloon, he flirted with her, told her that she was the reason he showed up and he want, she wanted, or excuse me, he wanted nothing but her and he put all kinds of rings on her finger and everything. Uh, he kissed her multiple times after she slapped him. He forcefully did it, by the way. He raped her twice. She had a baby after he went to jail, by the way, for not rape. He went to jail for, uh, what, what did he go to jail for? Uh, l- let me see if I can remember. Um, oh, he went to jail because he was wanted in another part of, um, the state that they was in. He was wanted, um, elsewhere, and the woman reported that to the police. Yeah, and that's why he went to jail, not for the two, t- the two times he raped her. And, uh, I, I, I don't think, I don't think, um, I played this part, but... By the way, when they were taking him to jail, he pushed one of the lawmen off of the horse. 
Before yeah. that, he went to jail for six years, and then the whole saloon sung his praises six years later when he came back. Well, what do you know? What do you know? Johnny's coming home today. Like, he's coming back. He's coming back after six years of being away. Why are you singing? Like, they sung his praises when he was coming back. When he came back, I think he raped a woman again, found out he had a daughter, uh, pretty much cursed the kid out, told her he didn't like her, didn't want to <laughs> call her a helper, didn't want nothing to do with her. Then, when the kid bugged him, he told the kid, if I buy you some candy and some peanuts and stuff, will you leave me alone? Kid said, fine. He went to the buy it. The man told him 30 cents. He didn't have 30 cents, so he made the kid buy her own candy. This is the hero, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Made her buy her own candy, and when the kid refused to do it, he tried to take the purse from her and steal the 30 cent from her. Then when he saw the little girl having fun by singing on top of a bar, he decides to kidnap the kid that he didn't like, that he don't know. Took her to a mountain in the mountains somewhere. Told her to listen to reason. <laughs> when he kidnapped her from her mama. And then when the girl didn't want to be around him because he, he raped her mother and then kidnapped her. He had the audacity to spank the kid. And the kid gets up crying and says, uh, daddies who spank their little girls must really love them. You must actually love me. And they took this as a a aw moment. Like, they took that scene as a aw, you're supposed to be so happy. Then after he kidnapped the girl, he ended up uh what calling uh his actual fiance who he was engaged to back. Yeah. To help take care of a rape baby that she knows nothing about. There you go. And then when the, the actual mother comes back, because for some reason, by the way, this rape victim fell in love with this man. So she closed her business down, went to go find him to be with him and her kidnapped kid. But then she saw the woman who that he was already engaged to, then decided to leave. And the one man who was the hero of this movie named Blackie, of course, <laughs> decided to take the kid back who he and probably up raised, he was around when she was singing. You know, he was up there, you know, smiling, letting her have fun. Yeah. He decided to take her back home, and the whole police force came down on him. And he died because the villain knocked him off a cliff. And when they finally saved the girl, the rape victim was arguing with the guy, and the guy pulled her in and started slapping her on the ass as hard as he could as a whooping. And I swear to God, the kid looked at him and said, hey, mommy, daddy hit you. Daddy's hit people that they love or some shit like that. So he must really love you or something of that nature. Daddy spanked you. <laughs> Daddies that spank love everybody that they spank. Yeah. And they ended up kissing and they got together. The villain, the rape victim and the kidnapped child all got together and was a big happy family. 
Make America great again, he said. I, I tell y'all about that movie to say this. That's the era that, to me, 2020 has almost went back to. That's the era I think Trump really wants, him and his supporters really want, to come back. That's the era where villains were held as heroes, and that's what Trump's campaign has been. A villain who's being held as a hero. There you go. And that's how ass backwards that movie was. That's how ass backwards 2020 has been. Yes. Because the death that still scars my heart is Debo. And like my brother said, because my brother 10 years older than me. So when Friday uh, came out, what was that, uh, 95? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when Friday dropped in 95, Theodore was in... No, uh, eighth grade. He was uh old enough to remember Friday. My brother said one thing about Debo Delph that I never thought about, but I swear to God, it's true. He said when Debo died, everybody from the hood shattered the till. At the end of the day, that's real. Because everybody knew Debo. Knew that man. Debo was in everything. If you needed a big, uh, scary, intimidating looking guy to play any role, he was that guy at that point. The, the, uh, not, you know, all through the 90s and like the early 2000s, he was that guy. Hell yeah. Who um, played those um, bully type roles or whatever really well. So. You knew who he was. And when he died, I was like, the man who was perceived as like the toughest guy of the 90s and early 2000s, the toughest uh, bully guy, died from issues that might have been COVID related. That's when it was like, coronavirus killed Debo. Damn Debo. You don't watch Friday and go, Corona gonna kill him. Hell no! You don't think that? Because hell, at the end of the day, let's be honest. For anybody that watched the first Friday, you kind of was on Debo's side at the end of it. Think about that shit. Debo just wanted to fight Craig one-on-one. Craig got a trash can, got a brick, got all this shit to beat up Debo. Damn Debo. I mean, I will say, I wouldn't say, like, Debo was innocent, of course, because he was, like, yeah. a bully. But yeah. at the same time, they are the ones who let him get away with all that stuff. De- so, y'all created the bully by pretty much hiding your change every time he came around. You're supposed to let your chain hang and be like, don't touch my shit. Hell yeah. But, but when he come around, y'all hide it. And when he take it, y'all do nothing. And so, it's like, y'all created the bully by letting him get away with all that. So... The moment y'all decided not to take it no more, you beat him up with weapons? That's why my cousin Gerard said he wished that he knew a nigga like Debo. Because the first time he said it, I'm thinking, well, shit, you're going to need some backup. But at the end of the day, the more I think about it, huh? That, I kind of wish I knew a Debo too. I wish the fuck that a grown man would just come up to me Regardless of what I have. It'd 
have been different if the cast of Friday were in high school. These were grown people. <laughs> These were grown people taking a bully. Just who comes around the neighborhood. He's not a co-worker you can't fight. He's not like your boss. He's not like your classmate. He's just a random grown man that y'all can just beat up at any time and would have no consequences. <laughs> Thank you. But y'all let him get away with all that. Like, like I say, the more I think about it. What? <laughs> y'all some scary-ass grown man, ain't it? Because when Gerard first said it, I, I swore that, like, he must have had a bad day. Like, maybe that's why he's talking tough. But now that I'm 28, I, by the way, he only rode a bike. Come on. If you call the police on him, the cops going to get that big bastard. I mean, I understand not wanting to fight him. But if it got to a point he's stealing my bike and stealing my chain and forcing me to break into people's houses, um, I might get my ass whooped. Well, yeah, we, we got to fight. Like, like, like you're going to at least respect me. You might not like me, but you're going to at least respect me. You might whoop my ass, but uh, I'm going down swinging. I'm not going to just do whatever you say and uh, fear you. Hell yeah. Because next Friday came... Podebo broke out of jail and went all that way just to get taken down by a dog. Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> he went through all that, broke out of jail, and the one thing that stopped him from getting his revenge was a dog biting his arm. Damn funk-ass dog. I ain't even think about that, but that much is very true. Because... I even remember, like, uh, wanting to see next Friday. But, of course, when it was released, I was still too young. I wanted to see next Friday because I remember at the school, everybody was talking. Man, bro, who you think going to win in that rematch, bro? You think Craig going to get him again? It wasn't a rematch. That <laughs> Dog interfered, and that was the end. Craig didn't hit Debo in that one. Debo didn't hit Craig in that one. He held a gun at him and then got bit, and that was the end. That that was it. That much is true. I didn't even think about it, but I swear to God, that is exactly how the hell next Friday went. It was no, you know, uh, throwing hands. It was no trash can, no brick. Hell, Debo just uh made a cameo appearance. The only person Craig fought in that one was Joker, and Joker beat him up. <laughs> Like Joker was finna kill him until Debo saved him. Then Debo was finna kill him, and then the dog saved him. I was like, "You just got your ass whooped." Couldn't win for the shit on damn next Friday, <laughs> but <laughs> that's damn Debo. Like I keep saying, how did coronavirus take damn Debo out? I don't get it. That's just part of the crazy year that uh, 2020 has been. Uh, not all the deaths are coronavirus related, but still, like, all the deaths that have happened this year, it was like, 
I think you said it. That's all that was in the news. If it wasn't death from Corona, it was death from celebrities. If it wasn't death from celebrities, it was uh, death from the police. Yeah, because I completely forgot that Alex Trebek died. Yeah. And at the end of the day, everybody know Alex. Good old Jeopardy. Everybody has at least watched that show or skimmed by it. Something like that. Damn Alex Trebek gone. Damn Black Panther died. Um, what Chadwick Bosman, I believe his name is, like he died. And Black Panther, that one movie constantly was talked about. Like they could not wait for a sequel to be released. But yet, Black Panther was murdered. I don't give a damn what nobody say. Okay. Yeah, it's been crazy. I don't know what disease took him out. I forgot which what it exactly was, but it wasn't COVID for him. But it's just been crazy. Damn, um, Fred, Fred, what's his name? Willard. Um, the guy who, uh, you know his voice. You remember uh, the episode of the Boondocks uh, when they was doing the thing about um, how you gonna um, how you gonna borrow how a nigga gonna borrow a French fry? Yeah, you know the white guy who was doing the voice. Yeah, like, he died this year. Damn, Fred Wildrid. I believe I forgot his name, but he's been in a lot of different stuff. Um, he died all uh, this year. Um. Oh, you remember the movie with Halle Berry Babs? Yeah, um, the black star. woman. Yeah. She died. Natalie Reed, she died. I hate this year. This year feels like, I don't know if y'all ever seen the movie Life, but if y'all seen the movie Life where, um, uh, Eddie Murphy, where Eddie Murphy is reading the letter to the guy and naming all the people that died, that, that sounds like he's reading 2020. And for me, since you brought up Life, you remember that part where they had um made it in the movie where like they were showing different um cellmates that um was locked up with them that have died. Yeah, and they was like disappearing. Yeah. yeah, that's the way I feel like 2020 have been. Because for all the celebrities that have died, now I constantly talk about Debo. I'm going to talk about Luke Harper. Luke Harper. That was a fucking great wrestler. Every promo that he had to cut. I like the promos that he cut. Luke Harper was the man. Brody Lee, whatever. He died. And they say it was not from COVID-19. It was some um, disease that he didn't like talking about. Why don't you like talking about this shit? Some kind of lung disease is what it was supposed to be. But it's crazy since he was just on AEW television like two months ago wrestling, but that that's how it is. And I'm going to say this. There was an old saying that one of the suckiest parts of growing up is seeing all the people you grew up watching die. God, yes. And that is what 2020 has uh, pretty much proved to be and has been, but... um. We got about 30 seconds left on this one, brother, so we can go ahead and wrap it up. Oh, I'm going to just wrap it up on my end by saying 
I can't wait to see what 2021 has in store, whether it's better or worse. On my side, 2021, please be better than what the fuck 2020 has been.